that they don't get hurt or no one gets sent home or J.R. Smith, you know, dribbles the right direction. Lakers are the safe call. I think it's between two teams. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's between two because I think there are two players that have proven that they can take any team, throw them on their back, and win a championship. And that's LeBron and Kawhi. Yeah. Now, the thing that sucks is that, you know, it would have been great to see that L.A. Yeah. series and how that would have played out. And in so, LA. Like, yeah, with, like, the Clippers home crowd, but you see a ton of Laker fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one of those teams makes the finals, and if they make the finals, most likely wins. The Clippers are stupid, stupid deep. Oh, yeah. I just learned that they have Reggie Jackson. Oh, yeah, you didn't know? They, I didn't know Reggie Jackson was on their team. I didn't know that they got him. I don't think it has even played. That's what the funny part is. He's left the team for a while. Like a long I, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. But I think the one, the one thing is that the, the X factor is Giannis. Mm-hmm can step up and become that star that we think he's going to be. Not that he's not already. He's a generational talent already. But as far as, like, taking that next step to, like, winning championships. Like Kawhi or Ronnie. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like, like Kawhi's done it before, but, like, he really solidified himself last year. Yeah. I don't think um, (laughs) – I don't know. On top of that, it could be, like, an eight seed. It could be, it could it could be the decimated Pacers that do it. It could really be the Miami Heat that make it to the finals. Uh, I mean, you know, the Pelicans might might maybe their legs will be a little less wear and tear on them. You know. All right. I can, I, no. Now now you're talking crazy. Okay. Now we're gonna start the podcast. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, Zion came back though. Zion did come back, but that team has a long way to go before it starts beating teams like the Lakers or the Clippers or the Rockets or anyone above them. Even the Mavericks are a better team, I think. In a bubble, man, any cough can Damn it. Okay. Okay, enough. That's it. We're starting. Welcome. Everyone listening, this is the inaugural episode, the first episode of the League Starting Five podcast. My name is Brian. And I'm Greg. And basically what we're going to do is we, we've got a topic we're going to discuss. And we're going to change up the topic every week. And this week, for our first one, we figure, considering the state of the world, considering uh, the, how tough it's been in this country, in the world, for the past several months at least, um, with COVID, with with racial injustice, with everything that we're seeing outside, uh, it it's hard to find hope sometimes. So we figure for the first one, we're going to talk about songs of hope, songs that that give us hope. We're going to talk about those. And the way we're going to do it, the format is is this. So first, we're going to talk about our starting five. Greg and I are both going to list the five that came to mind. Not necessarily our all-time top five, just sort of like five. Like if you think about a starting lineup, starting lineups change. And just for this particular night, these are the five that we're going with, that we're starting. Then we're going to talk about the bench. We're going to go a little bit into, you know, just sort of the honorable mention types, the ones that we're bringing in when we're sitting the other ones down for breathers. And then, Greg, what's the last thing we're going to talk about? Talk about people, the, the ones that didn't make the cut. Well, didn't make the cut, but, you know, you think didn't make the cut, you think, oh, they almost had a chance. Damn. But, no, these are the ones that we think are just whack. Garbage shit. The ones we don't like at all. Now, this is going to be tough to do considering the topic. Like, are we going to really shit on songs about hope? And my answer is yes. I've got at least two of them. For me, um, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like, I'm always <laughs> been thinking of hope records as like just, you know, ones you hope for and ones that you totally forget about. 
So I'm going to have to come, you know, freestyle style and figure it out and see if I have any that are up there that I absolutely detest. Yeah. So, Greg, give me your number five. My number five is one that's pretty, like, familiar to a lot of people. Um, Let's say you're late 20s and up folks go out. I'm sure you hear this song, especially in a lot of cities, particularly uh, here in New York and lots of the other big cities. Um, I mean, it's very notorious to hear this thing out. And speaking of notorious, it's Sky's the Limit from Biggie. Oh, I'm mad I didn't think of that one. And because, you know, like, people always think hope songs, oh, it's got to be some mushy ballad or, you know, something that's like, you know, giving somebody's all to someone and everything. Now, it could just be something that's just like, hey, lift your head up, people, community. You know, you got to keep moving. And that's what Skies of Limit is about. It's dope. And, you know, of course, taking a little sample from uh, the other Brooklyn group, D-Train, from back in the day. Um, you know, that little Skies of Limit hook came from that. And, you know, Biggie's one of our, one of our God MCs. So I had to put that one in there. Okay, I'll ask you this. If you were to rank Biggie songs, where do you think that would fall? Like, that's another episode. Is it top five, top 10, top 15, top 20? That song? Yeah. It depends, man. I mean, it's, it's not. Is not top five, for sure. It's not. But um, it could be top ten, depending on how I feel. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I'm going to say top ten pushing five. It'd be close to five for me. Yeah. That is a great one. I love that pick. That's a, oh. Do you remember the first time you heard that song? Yeah. Yeah. I was you know, here in New York and uh, actually... Wow. One of the guys I'd run around with sometimes, a little character, uh, DJ SNS, um, he played it on the radio. So we were at the station and it was bumping. And I was like, okay, what is this? All right, okay. How do I get my copy? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great song. Um, okay. So my number five. So I'm going to give you the title, Greg, and I want you to guess the artist. All right? Mm-hmm. The title is Stir It Up. Stir It Up? Yeah. Man. Is it somebody that cooks? <laughs> no. I mean, yes. Well, if you think about it, yeah. But it's like, I was thinking, like, you, you think Bob Marley first when you think that song. Because that is a great song. Off one of, I think, uh, probably his best album. I think Catch a Fire is his best yeah. album. That's my, that's my thing. Uh, we, we will talk about that another time. But no, I'm going with Stir It Up by none other than Miss Patti LaBelle herself. Wow. How about that? Wow. Now you got it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, so this one works. Makes me want to go buy a pie from her now. <laughs> this one works. Okay, well, of course, Patti LaBelle, for those of you that may not know who Patti LaBelle is, uh, in recent history, she's famous for being on the graphic on Fox News after Aretha Franklin died because fucking Fox oh, News. Yeah, that's right. You remember that? It was some bullshit. That's like what they did with John Lewis, and they put Elijah Cummings up there. Yes, they did. They most certainly <laughs> did. That is. Anyway. I'll talk to my, my body double, Desmond Howard. He knows what's up. <laughs> yeah. So, so... Why, one of the reasons I picked this song is, for one, it, it never ceases to put a smile on my face when I hear it. It connects also to one of, my, one of my favorite movies growing up, which was actually a movie that my mother loved. My mother and I, with taste, we don't cross over on a, on a whole lot, but the things we do, like it's like, yeah, we both totally agree on that. Uh, do you know what movie it's associated with? Yeah. Stir it up. Wow. Bro, I, you know me in movies, man. We're like, you know. It is played twice in this movie. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. What? Yes. It's played twice in Beverly Hills Cop. It's played at the end. He's like, don't worry, guys. Follow me. Thumbs up. Freeze. 
cut to credits. Oh, I was going to say, it's the credit song. It's the credit song. But okay. it also gets played when he first goes to Beverly Hills in that great montage scene where he's, he's just, like, walking down Rodeo Drive. And uh, it's playing, and he's just, like, taking everything in from L.A. Because, of course, he's from... Three, Detroit. He's from Detroit. Detroit, pro-Detroit podcast here. So, uh, so he first gets there, and then there's also that there's a hilarious scene where he uh, he walk he's walk he's walking past two people that are wearing the leather suits that he wore in Delirious, and he just starts laughing. He starts doing the I can't even. I'm not going to even try to recreate the laugh, but he, he starts laughing at him. He starts. He's like bent over laughing at it. It's hilarious. Yeah, so I think that, yeah, that song, I mean, like, it's one of those things where, like, you just look at your, the lyrics of that song, just you look at your current situation, and it's just like, when I think about tomorrow, I'm not going to take it anymore. Like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm focused on the future. I'm focused on getting me to where I need to go. So that song gives me so much hope. It, it, is, a, it is one of the quickest, easiest pick-me-ups ever really which is like in line with a lot of the songs that i'm thinking what you said about like a sappy saccharine ballad like yeah no i'm not that's not going to make me feel hope and inspirational because it's an inspirational song the song i find hope because of the conviction the artist puts into it the artist believes what they are singing hey where's the paper okay i go i go patty labelle stir it up yeah Damn, man, if you went Sky's Limit 5, I don't even know where you're going to go up from here. So number four, Greg, what is your number four? My number four, (laughs) I had to go with Sun is Shining, or The Sun is Shining from Bob Marley. You know, it's like, it had two lives for me, you know, because the classic, The Sun is Shining, you know, I've heard like all the time, you know, since I was a kid. But then... You know me about like running around Ibiza in the summers, living in London, you know, <laughs> post 2000. I got to hear the sun is shining being resurrected, like housed up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like, know that. What is I, know. I was I like, that. I've heard that. I've heard that. And then, like, you know, the more I, like, you know, kind of protested against this existence, the more I found that I was like, damn, I'm dancing with these. What, what, what is your name? Who are you? You know, like I just started dancing with all these people and like it, it, what that song itself did is that, you know, had two lives. It brought itself to its, I guess you could say, originally aimed audience, you know, like the people that, you know, were into, you know, some of the songs that were like, let's say your classic reggae, you know, like that, those kind of vibes. But then, you know, with things getting like housed up, Later on, like with the Ibiza days in the 2000s, it was like just really giving a new exposure to people that normally wouldn't have listened to that, let's say. Or if they did, you know, it would have taken them longer to come around to the original reggae version. And this is what was cool is that like the DJs, you know, Bob Sinclair did that house track. Um, you know, people like him, like he knows his stuff. You know, like he's the type of person where he'd be the first to say, oh, yeah, you know, this is a Bob Marley track, right? Like, it wasn't like he's trying to jack it or anything, you know? And, yeah. like, it, it, got it, it got the message from those lyrics out to people that, again, normally wouldn't have maybe gravitated to the reggae version originally, which I thought, after thinking of it that way, I was like, you know what? This is cool. You did good, Bob. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a really solid pick. I... You see, like, yeah, when I think Bob Marley and I think songs about hope, I think, I think Three Little Birds. Of course. Um, yeah, that's, like, the first one that comes to mind. But Sun is Shining, usually, like, that, when I'm thinking about it for myself, that is my I'm on vacation, I'm falling asleep in the sun. Well, hopefully not in the sun because, like, I, <laughs> my skin tone goes from pale to red in <laughs> a snap of a finger. And so, <laughs> so like, it's not falling asleep in the sun, hopefully in the shade. While the sun is out. <laughs> but yeah, damn, Greg. I mean, yeah. And I know, like, I mean, I just got to say, like, you know, for, like that thought of like, what the heck is this? Like, you snap out of that thought real quickly when you're on that beach in Ibiza, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not one of those like, oh, whoa, whoa. 
what's going on here? It's like, well, the fuck? I'm in, <laughs> not the beach. What are y'all doing? Don't I don't care what you're playing. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. That's, like another one? I'm like, uh, yes, uh, please. <laughs> that's a solid one. That's really good. Um, so my number four. What's that? Uh, I'm going with one that actually is technically an intro. So it's not technically a full song. It's short. It's like just about two minutes, but it's brilliant. And I think it's, funny enough, the best song on what is, I think, a very solid album. And that's B by Common. Okay. Okay. That, definitely. That one, like... The present is a gift, and I just want to be. Yeah, uh, it's such a great message. There's one. There's one lyric that I love too. That's like, uh, waiting for the Lord to rise. I'm, I look into my daughter's eyes and realize I'm gonna learn through her. The Messiah might even return through her. If I'm gonna do it, I gotta change the world through her. Which is like just a broad scale hope. It's about putting instilling hope in the in the next generation. It's so everything about that song. Great, it's it's Common's brilliance. Um, it is also, I think, the A number one. If anyone asks me my favorite, I will say my A number one favorite Kanye West beat. And I mean, as far as Kanye West goes, we will save that conversation for another time. <sighs> that shit is just not funny. We'll get into it another time. Ask me just for now. I think that that was also Kanye's. That was when he really hit his stride. That was when he was putting out amazing tracks constantly. That was around the time that he produced the Talib Kweli album that he had. I think that was, it was in, I'm pretty sure, I'm, I could be off on this, but I'm pretty sure it was in between um, College Dropout and, and Late Registration that yeah. this Common album came out. It was about that, in that, and right in that segment between the two, yeah. Yeah, give or take. I mean, it might have come out after Late Registration, but it was really when... Uh, he hit his stride as a producer, and it was really a time when, like, you you saw a rapper that I I loved the second I heard him. He was the first when I first when I went to college. The first show I went to, I went with a friend to see Common at Avalon, which is no longer there now. It's a House of Blues, um, but we got there at like five thirty for an eight o'clock show. My friend really wanted to like make sure we got to the front. And so we get there, and sure enough, as we're getting there, we just see this figure walking into the venue, and it's Common. And we're just yelling at him, but we're like, Common! But, yeah, uh, it was, yeah, that, that, song, that song does a lot for me, always. And it's, it's, a, it's like a nice short shot. It's just right there. It's like the punctuated, inspiring words that you want to hear. Um, That's a good pick. Yeah. You know? Well, I, should, I should also take this time. We're almost at the halftime of the, of the top five. I'm just going to say, both of us don't know each other's picks. So these are surprises to us both. We're not rehearsing this. This is just happening live, and we're doing it. Yeah, we, we kept it from each other. You know, we we did. We did. We want to have the genuine reaction. And you know what? We're gonna, I, I'm, it's registered as a comedy podcast. That's going to come along with some later topics, I'm sure. This one, we're warming up. This is... Not preseason, but hey, we'll, we'll be in midseason form soon enough. Layup line. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that gets me to you, Greg. Number three. That is a great one. Yeah, man. I've been I've been hearing that song constantly too because I there's oh they're always running. Uh, commercials on every streaming platform for the NFL morning show. And they play it all the time. But yes, for those that may not know, tell them, Greg, that that is, you nailed it. That's a lovely day from Bill Withers. I mean, that that is like the most inclusive song out there, bro. It's just like every single person that wants to have a good day in their lives can vibe with this. I mean, it's, there's nothing even close anywhere near to being offensive in it or anything like that. You know, it's just something that's is sending out a genuine message uh, with Bill and his day. And he hopes that you have that same kind of feeling, you know, from your day. Yeah. Yeah. It may not have been, it may not have been as good as ice cubes day. Um, 
<laughs> I actually thought about that one. That I, one crossed I, my I, mind. I, I was I like, "Why more with his?" Of course, is you know, that one's that one's the the power in that song is its commentary. Like that's what really that's what really like the the day in the life of of Ice Cube is a is where I think that song gets its power. Um, but that is a perfect pick, man. Um, Bill Withers also. I mean, think about it. Maybe his two most famous songs. Yeah, R.I.P. His two most famous songs might be the most optimistic and hopeful song, and one of the saddest, most depressing songs. Yeah. Because you you put that up against "Ain't No Sunshine." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love artists that run the gamut with that. Like he deserves a lovely day after "Ain't No Sunshine." Yeah, absolutely. So, mine. Now, I'm pretty sure. Now, I'll, I'll ask you this for number three. Uh, have you ever heard of a band called the Gaslight Anthem? I've heard of the band, but I'm not familiar with their work. All right. So they're a band from Asbury Park, New Jersey. Okay. Uh, do you know what Asbury Park's famous for? Oh, man. It's okay. I mean, there's a boardwalk. No. Uh, it's famous because it's where Bruce Springsteen is from. Yes, yeah, so I said Springsteen thing. Yeah. So the funny thing is they, they've kind of taken that torch from Springsteen and carried it. And it's sort of like if Springsteen had started like a, like a, I, I mean, it's, I don't want to call them pop punk, but they, it's like pop-ish punk. It's got like, it, I mean, it's got its edge. It's got, it's got, they, they've got really good, they're, they're really good, like really good. Brian Fallon, lead singer, really great lyricist. And they have an amazing sound. And they are, uh, I mean, in a day and age where we don't see too many rock bands now, um, they're one of the last rock bands that, I, that came out that really, that really spoke to me. They're one of my favorite bands. And they have a song called Boxer. Okay. Um, and it's just, um, it's just about, like, taking your punches and moving forward. It's about, you know, your... Uh, there's a great reference they, in, in, one of, in the lyrics he mentions uh, The Harder They Come by Jimmy Cliff. Like, he makes a reference to that song. Okay. And, uh, and yeah, it's about, like, uh, let me think of the lyric. Uh, you found your bandages uh, in the... Pe- oh, I'm going to mess up the lyrics, but... Uh, and the stitches on the radio. So it's about just, like all the things around you that heal. And it's about music being a healing force. And, um, you know, I've had a lot of tough times during this, during this, uh, this quarantine, um, even really before quarantine hit, like it was hit a little bit of a rough patch. And I know that song is one of those that like, if I, if I need to get up for something when I'm, when I'm not feeling it, that song puts it, puts it into me. Like that song gets me going and, and yeah. really, and really, really speaks to me. Uh, they're a phenomenal band. Uh, they really are. They, uh, they, yeah, I, I would say like, yeah, if you, if you want, like, uh, well, I would say start with that song, Greg, give they, that a shot, see how you feel. They must've done some good work in general, like within what they do, just because for me to have heard of them, you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't really looking for them, but you know, I guess being, doing different industry jobs and things like that, you kind of, you know, you run by different names of people and groups. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of those groups. I was going to say, more, like, more likely than not, the reason you heard it is because, like, the drunk guy sitting next to you while you're DJing was, <laughs> was screaming their name in your ear. Hey, have you ever heard this? <laughs> Spoiler alert, that drunk guy is me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um... So, yeah, so that's number three for me. Uh, Greg, number two. I wanted to like, keep it a little bit more recent because I've, I've also come to realization that I have over half of my friends nowadays are younger than me. <laughs> so everybody's trying to keep me like in the loop, like a hot sample. So speaking of things that are hot and in the loop, um, it's a childish Gambino joint. It's not that recent, but, you know, in recent terms, but it's definitely more recent than the other picks that I have. Um, but uh, Feels Like Summer, that is the joint. Ooh. 
See that that's a good that's a good one too because it's like that one I put that's in the same realm as 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 uh, Sun is Shining. Yeah. It's so it's such a I'm a sun oriented dude. It's a it's a it's a down tempo song too. Yeah. Yeah. It's very relaxing. Mm-hmm. Reflective. I think that's I, I I conflate hope with reflection sometimes, you know, because you got to look at like, okay, what went wrong and what do I not want to do in the future? You know what I'm saying? With hope. And that's like a lot of the things like in some of the, the hopeful lyrics that I see or listen to is uh, just, you know, people reflecting on the life lessons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, I mean, he, it's, it's been maybe a couple of years now, but like he hit that, he hit that real amazing stride. Donald Glover did yeah. between between um, uh, Atlanta, between ch- all the childish Gambino stuff with the, this is America, all that. Like and even the community stuff, like all that. You know, like people know that too. You know, so yeah, he's busy. Yeah, he um, and and I mean he, I believe had something to do with Into the Spider Verse. Didn't he do some writing on that or something like that? I could be wrong. Uh, leave it on the notes before the next podcast. Do your research. But I can't. Actually, I can't research it because I didn't know. But <laughs> I didn't know you were going to go with that. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, cool. So, so yeah, awesome. Uh, my number two is a song by a band called Bad Rabbits. Uh, the song is called "Can't Back Down." Uh, Nice. Bad, Rab- Bad Rabbits are a band that I have been following for a very long time. Uh, one of my absolute closest friends, uh, Fridua Buachi, is the lead singer. Um, I've been friends with all of those guys for a long time. I've known Salim and Sheil, uh, formerly Santi and Graham, who were in the band, and, uh, and RP. Um, I went to school with, those guys, with some of them here and there, and we, I knew them from my time in Boston. And they are, uh, they have one of the most incredible sounds I've ever heard. Um, speaking frankly, it's, it's just, it mixes R&B, hardcore, uh, metal, punk. It, it's just, their, their songs are smooth as fuck. And their, their live shows are insane. And uh, one of the things I love about it is like, it, it's the, the, premise is you can't back down like that is just it you can't back down um no matter what the challenge is ahead of you um and the thing i think that that really resonates on a different level too is that when you're going through tough times uh how important it could be to just hear that things are going to be okay from a close friend someone you care about someone you love and Dua again is one of my closest friends going on about 20 years now and uh, so, you know, I have the, the absolute privilege of when I'm down and if I'm in the middle of something, I can just throw on my headphones and hear lyrics that my best friend wrote. And that is something else that is, uh, is it's something that uh, not a lot of people get to experience that. And I'm, I'm truly grateful for the fact that I get to. Um, can't speak about them enough. Um, we will also, I guess I should take this time to say this, because <laughs> we didn't say it at the beginning. Um, we're going to put out on Apple Music and Spotify playlists of these songs. Uh, so you'll be able to listen Interest if you're interested. Uh, if not, fine. It's cool. Thanks for listening anyway. <laughs> I got to meet Dua, man. And I tell you, that, that brother is, is smooth, yet I could also see him like with those lyrics, you know, like can't back down, like, like it's credible. You know what I'm saying? Like I could, I could imagine him penning that, singing it, and it would be believable, you know, coming from him. It, yeah. I, I like, I like his energy, his vibes. He, yeah. like, he and the team, they've got some good, good work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, uh, I can tell you too, it's like going through so much, like we just as friends where we've, we've, we both seen some tough times and been there for each other. And it's been, it's, it's one of those amazing things. And then especially like with that song, they usually close with it at their sets. 
And I remember once at uh, Bowery Ballroom, uh, there's like a gang vocal part to that song, like a chant. And the entire place, the sold out Bowery Ballroom was just chanting. Like the band was, <laughs> they had just the drums playing and the whole place deafening. Uh, Un-fucking-real. Um, like a yeah. concert. <laughs> yeah, I love those guys. Their their last album they put out is is absolute fire too. Like that, the last album they have, uh, their last album was called Mimi, and that that album just phew, amazing, so good. They get it seems like they get better every time every time they put something else out. And I may be biased, but so fucking what? This is my podcast. <laughs> Our podcast, Greg. Our podcast. <laughs> you see, you see how he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Everyone is gonna. The world is gonna see what you have to put up with. All That's right, it. now. Yeah. Here we go, Greg. Numero uno, number one. You're at guard six six from North Carolina. Who is it? Can I get a drum roll? Uh, no, we, we can't afford those yet. Oh, man. What? <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe once we start getting some ads, maybe some people still want to throw, throw some money away, we can pay for some drum rolls. Drum roll. we, we don't have any drums in here. Yeah. We can't even, even a sample yeah. pack or anything? We can't even, we, no, we can't even afford that, Greg. We can't. And we, we can get one that's way offbeat, but that's just going to fuck everything up. No, nah, we don't need an offbeat drum roll. I mean, how would that be? You know? No, I know it's gonna be way off. It's gonna be like annoying, right? But damn, the fanfare. Bye bye. But I'll do a little, you know, like I guess I'll go into it myself then. My number one, six six, from North Carolina. I should say from Minneapolis, right? Oh shit! With a whole lot of backup. Sounds of blackness. Optimistic. I mean, I'm like, you know, you listen to optimistic, you can't help but be optimistic before the song is over. I mean, almost like no matter what's going on. I remember. I mean, it was crazy. Like, uh, you know, just listening to that song at many different times of life where I'm just like, damn, yeah, maybe I can do this. <laughs> you know, like it was real like inspiring and, you know, just a very happy joint. And again, one of those songs that's like pretty like inclusive. Like it's, it's not like a, oh, you have to listen to this style of music in order to enjoy it. You know, it's one of those that's like really just nice and buttery. You know, it's really good vibes. Yeah, that that would be it. When I when I want to hear something hopeful, that type of vibe that it produce that it produces is like my idea of great hopeful song. Yeah, I thought when you said Minnesota, I thought you were gonna say Prince. Of course, but I you know it's it like, now five by the way, people. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's yeah. <laughs> now, Greg. For my number one, I'm going with someone who I think has, I'm going with one of the all-time greatest voices in all of music. I'm going with an artist that uh, has one of the most solid catalogs, uh, one of the greatest albums ever made, um, though this song is not on that album, um, and has a bunch of, like, just, you find any album by this artist, you're going to find at least a handful of songs that are, are sure shot amazing. The artist is Curtis Mayfield. Ooh. And the song is Move On Up. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, solid. What do you think? Number one? That's, that's one of those where it's just like, of course. You know, like, like it makes me go, yeah. You know, yeah. like, one of those, like, almost obvious if if this were a researched and you know full all of us getting into the pot and coming up with a list yeah 
definitely have been in the conversation and, and could have easily been number one on any list. Yeah, the, thing, the thing is, too, that he has a ton of other songs that could have been number one. Keep on yeah. pushing. Yeah. Uh, keep That's on pushing on. Yeah. Like, those songs are all, all phenomenal. And the thing is, his, his voice... You know, it feels like he is, he is in pain putting out these, like he is, it's like he is in pain with how much it hurts to just let his soul fly out of his mouth. The, yeah. the, the, the man is just unparalleled. I really do think one of the most underrated artists ever. Uh, he is one of my favorite artists that I have ever listened to. Um, I think Superfly is one of the best albums ever. Yeah. Like, it's a top five album. That was his, uh, in current terms, right? Yeah. And you, right there on that album, No Thing On Me. Like, yeah. that's, a, that's a great song. That's a great, hopefully optimistic song. The man just in, embodied it. And that's why on the strength of the song, plus the strength of the catalog, he would be number one, no question for me. Yeah, he, he I mean... Uh, what do they always say about artists? Can they stand the test of time? You know, lyrically, goes without saying, of course. You know, you still hear it around here. Well, not as much now because we're in pandemic. But pre-pandemic, us here in New York, you would hear it all over the place. Whether it's during the day at some hipster barbecue spot <laughs> or in the evenings, you know, you have like all of the traditional neighborhoods in Harlem and Bed-Stuy and East New York and, you know, Queens, Queensbridge, like, you know, like you, you hear that. Yeah. You know what, man? And Greg, we need to just take this song and go back to those younger friends you were talking about with Childish Gambino and be like, what do you know about Curtis Mayfield? Yeah. Cause I, I, I can guarantee you that Donald Glover knows about him. Oh yeah. I'm sure. I'm positive. Sure. Um, so that's the top five. Great. Um, yeah. Now, Greg, your bench. Rattle off some other ones that you thought about. I did have on there, and I think it's only because when I was a kid, um, Heinz, the ketchup company, mm-hmm. they used this song as part of their, like, part of, like an ad campaign. Um, it's a Carly Simon's Anticipation which you know Anticipation meaning you're hoping for something good not bad mm-hmm. as what she was singing I don't know that song the idea behind the ad campaign which is kind of clever was that when you're pouring out ketchup in the Heinz bottle sometimes it comes out real slowly and you're getting hungry you know so it's just like oozing on out the ketchup bottle and that's what they wanted to capture in that was the anticipation. But when I was actually thinking of the song as its originally intended lyrics, they didn't make it for the sake of Heinz. They made it just, you know, talk about um, anticipating good things to come. So that was on my bench. That was like one for sure. Cool. Keep going through. Keep going through. What else you got? Yeah. And then, um, let's see. Oh, yeah. One that, like, I couldn't escape. This is back when my nieces got me watching Saved by the Bell, which is like, you know, an early 90s or something like that. This, is, this track was just like all over radio before I even started working in radio. Gabrielle's Dreams. That was another one. The first few notes, you'll notice, not only is it her song, but it might remind you of a Tracy Chapman joint when she used a loop from Gabrielle's Dreams to make one of her hits. Okay. And that's it. That's it? All right. Yeah. Thanks. Imagine, Thanks. you know, like my bench, you know, it's like, it's the time for the bubble and not everybody's here. <laughs> it's a short, compact rotation. Exactly. You know? I'm going to go the opposite direction of that. And I'm going to just say, when I talked about Curtis Mayfield's discography, just two artists whose discography always brings... Oh, discography? Yeah, I'm going discography on this one. We're, we're extending the bench. Hey... Um, so I'm just gonna say in general just like two artists who most of their songs just like if I just need to listen to a bunch of songs that are gonna just lead me and motivate me into like put me in a good mood motivate me and put me in the right place 
since I was a kid, uh, like young kid, I'm going to say Bruce Springsteen, Stevie Wonder. Okay. Uh, because both of them were artists that I, I got exposure to at a very young age. Um, the tone, like some of it, like Isn't She Lovely isn't necessarily a song about hope, but it's a song that makes you feel good. Same with like uh, I Wish, uh, Sir Duke. And then with, with Bruce, there's like a lot of hopeless romantic songs, which uh, I'm not, I don't know. But <laughs> wow! No, you're ready to say it. Go ahead. I said it. I said it. Whatever. It's it's in it now. We're not editing it out. Um, <laughs> but a few songs that came up. I mean, like I mentioned, "The Harder They Come" by Jimmy Cliff is is a great one. You know, you know, "Kids in the Hall." Yeah, Canada. No, not the TV show "Kids in the Hall." <laughs> The rap, did you did you really know do you really know who the rap group Kids in the Hall is? Yeah. Yeah, so you just fucking with me. Okay. You, now everyone can see what I have to deal with. I don't get straight answers. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for straight answers, all I right. Mean, I asked the direct question. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they have a song called Work to Do. And it's it famously samples that Isley Brothers song. Yeah. Uh, and it's phenomenal. It is really about like getting up off your fucking ass and doing some shit. I'm going to say there's a, a song called Oh Lord by a band called Foxy Shazam. Uh, have you ever heard of Foxy Shazam? Foxy Shazam. I always fuck up their name when I say it. Foxy Shazam. So, I didn't know Fauci had a group. Uh-huh. No, Fauci Shazam. Fauci Shazam. Bro, I've never heard of that. When you tune in next week, we will have changed the podcast name to Fauci Shazam. <laughs> uh, so Foxy Shazam, they are the, mo- they, they broke up, uh, but I want to say the song's about maybe 10 or so years old. Uh, it's basically like the modern day Hey Jude. So it's about talking to a child who is dealing with their parents being split up, but it's from the father's perspective about how much he loves his son. And it is, it's a really, you know, it's sort of like, it's from the angle of like, things are going to be okay, I promise you. So it's a really hopeful, great song. They are, a, they, if you can watch their videos, uh, the video for that song is great. The, his son is in the video. And uh, he's just this like, the closest thing that we will see to a modern day Freddie Mercury, as far as showmanship and sheer vocal talent. Um, so that's a great song. I would say also uh, Stand by Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, again, talking about underrated, Sly and the Family Stone is one of the most underrated bands ever because people don't even know that they know like five of their songs. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's, it's amazing. Some people are like, who the hell are they? And it's like, dude, you know this song, you know this song, you know this song, exactly. and you know this song. At the very least. And, oh, Heroes by David Bowie. Another good one. That's a great one, too. And I got a great one for you, Greg. This one, this is my, uh, who is the, the clowny dude, the, the, the white dude dancing in the Lakers teams, the Shaq and Kobe teams? Oh, man, I, I forgot his name. I know you're talking about Kobe. Well, his last name was Madsen, right? Can't remember. He's like the he's the 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 fan favorite near the end of the bench. So like the modern day like Taco Fall or uh, Caruso with the Lakers now. Yeah. So, Greg, do you know who Cindy Greco is? Cindy Greco. Should I know her? No, probably Good. not. <laughs> Great. Now, she was an artist, I believe, in the 70s. It's got to be the 70s. But she wrote a song and sang it. I think she wrote it. Maybe she wrote it. Maybe she didn't. Maybe somebody else wrote it. I have no fucking idea. But she sang it. That's the research department. And she has a full version of this song that was actually a theme song of a sitcom in the 70s. The lyrics of her song go, give us any chance, we'll take it. Read us any rule, we'll break it. We're going to make our dreams come true. No way. Doing it our way. Dun, 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 dun. That? Yes. Even with the wounds. Yes. There is a full-length version of that song that exists, 
with like a with a crazy fun with her like singing a, with a yeah with her singing it with it, it's the the same it's the same song that you hear in the in Laverne and Shirley. Uh, R.I.P. Penny Marshall. Okay. Um, love Penny. I'm, I'm love Penny Marshall. I remember like watching Laverne and Shirley. Uh, I forget which one was Laverne and which one was Shirley. Oh, man. La- Laverne was was <laughs> Penny Marshall, right? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I thought she could have. She she easily could have been one of my aunts. Like she just would have fit in. Like if she just showed up at a family party, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. But yeah, that. <laughs> and, so, and then of course, could have been one of mine too. The 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 tie in with the the whole the Wayne's World parody and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna do so, Greg. With this podcast, we're gonna do it our way. Yes, our way. Make all our podcasts come true. <laughs> that song. That song honks or slaps or fucks or whatever the kids say nowadays. But you know, like back then, you know, people now, they don't take theme songs seriously, but back then it was a real big deal. You had to have actual songs, you know, presented for the themes, like the Welcome Back joint from Welcome Back Cotter. Yes. That's that's still the jam, you know. Different strokes. And different strokes, yeah. You know who that also you know, had lyrics too. You know who wrote the different strokes theme? No, I can't remember. Alan Thick. Oh wow. No joke. I think he wrote um Wow. He wrote different strokes and he wrote Facts of Life. Yeah, I remember he wrote Facts of Life. Yeah, yeah. Alan Thick wrote those. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. TV dad from Growing Pains, Alan Thick, and father of uh Robin. Of Robin Thick, yeah. So there we go. That's our team. Now, Re- Greg, are you ready to absolutely take a shit on somebody? Because well, I, got, I got a few hot takes. You ready? Well, before you go into hot take them, I'm just saying, man, like, it's, you know, songs about hope. Anything else, you know, there isn't anything I absolutely hate because I'll just, back then, you know, listening to all those songs, I would change the station. Yeah. You know, I'll have to like oh. listen to it, right? But um, one I wanted to add to my bench, though, was Wishing on a Star. The Rolls Royce original was cool, but I did have a crush on the cover girls back in the day, mm-hmm. which I know that could be blasphemous in some, you know, Rolls Royce cover girls, but they were, you know, dope to me. And yeah, so like either version, cover girls, Wishing on a Star or Rolls Royce. But uh <laughs> Yeah. All right. Now that we got the good stuff out of the way, I've got a couple. Uh oh, wait, we need see we need music for this part. You know, we need some kind of like sinister like No, well we don't want to associate that song with 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 this. <laughs> no, with your um <laughs> not the, the people who didn't make it, right? Yeah. So this is just our yeah, this is our, our part in the podcast where we just get to take the topic that we're talking about and we get to flip it. We get to say, you know what? This is stuff that I don't like related to this. This is stuff that I'm gonna I'm just like fuck it. So I've got two songs about hope, quote unquote hope, that I think missed the mark for me. And to be honest, both of them it's boomer shit. So yeah. <laughs> so the first one. And I have to say, because this band, my, I didn't like them at first, but I've come around in them. My, my older age, I appreciate them more. And there are a few songs of theirs that I really do like, but I'm going to say Fleetwood Mac, Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow. That song <laughs> fucking sucks. And I can't stand it. And I, I, you know what? If you were to tell me now, I'll live the rest of my long life without ever hearing that fucking song again, I will start to celebrate because fuck that shit. It's stupid. It's like, I remember they played it at the Clinton inauguration and it just looked fucking dumb and stiff. And it's like, if you were to approach a friend with a problem and they go, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So fuck that song. 
The second one I'm going to choose, which I don't really hate this song. I don't have a problem with the band, but I more hate two things associated with it. And it's Journey, Don't Stop Believing. That's a beer drinking classic. I got a problem with it for two reasons. One, of course, as you can see, Greg, as we're sitting here Zoom through Zoom, I am wearing my Yankees hat. I, I'm, I'm altogether fond of this time, but I spent seven years living in the city of Boston. One of those years was in 2004 when the Red Sox did the improbable and came back from a 3-0 deficit to defeat my Yankees and break my fucking heart. And one of the things was that the Red Sox fans kind of used that song, even though, like, they don't mention Boston at all. In fact, they mentioned Detroit. But for some reason, Red Sox fans decided this is ours, and we're taking it. And so that association brings back tough fucking memories, like having to walk down Huntington Avenue to go home with my head down while the rest of the city was going to... Fenway Park to riot, including my algebra teacher that I had class with at eight in the morning the next day. He didn't think I saw him, but I fucking saw him. <laughs> and and my friend Salim, riot, and my friend Salim who <laughs> saw me and his eyes lit up and he wraps his arms around me and he just goes, he whispers in my ear, "I could have you murdered right now." <laughs> the other reason. And spoiler alert, you can stop the podcast now if you have not watched The Sopranos. But you know about the, the connection between that song and The Sopranos? No. It play, well, you never watched The Sopranos, did you, Greg? Yeah, I watched The Sopranos, but I wasn't looking for trivia while I was watching it. Well, I mean, it's, got, it's, the, it's the final scene. That song is playing in the restaurant. Okay. And when the camera cuts out, so the last time I ever, the last content from The Sopranos that I ever got was don't stop. And really, what I mean, it's the most boomer thing ever. Like, don't stop. Like, that's it? Don't, don't change anything. Don't grow as a human being. Don't, just don't stop doing what the fuck you're doing. That is, that is that generation's mantra. I'm sorry if there's any boomers out there that are listening to this. We're not talking about you. You're one of the good ones. <laughs> So that's it. I've said my piece. I, t- <laughs> I have no problem. Shout out to Fleetwood Mac. Shout out to Journey. All the best to those guys. Yeah, Steve. You know, they, got other, they got other good songs, too. I mean, hey, you know what my favorite Fleetwood Mac song is, Greg, and I think it's yours, too. Make Love and Fine. Oh, fuck, that's a good one, too. Now, I was going to say Everywhere. Hmm. Okay. Everywhere, that one, that, one, that one slaps. Yeah, that's dope. Um... Yeah, I was gonna say, how could you hate them? But then I see with the background and everything, I'm like, but, oh. yeah, no, I, I don't hate them now. I, growing up, they never struck me, and yeah. uh, I. Hey, man, and, and don't get me wrong, too. Like, I didn't listen to Fleetwood Mac like I listened to Biggie. In the end, those records sound good. Like, so you know, hey, and they got good stuff. I don't, I don't, no hatred to Fleetwood Mac. Just, what? just that that um, one fucking song, man. I could do without it. I think that uh, I. I his name escapes me, but the guitarist recently passed away. So, oh, um, Peter Green. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was one of the original guitar players. He he's not on a lot of their. I don't think he's on like the more popular stuff. Right. But he's, he formed the band and he played with a bunch of other people too, which is escaping me right now. Um, but yeah, R.I.P. Peter Green. R.I.P. Regis Philbin too. Oh, without question. Damn. But yeah. Well, <laughs> way to end this, the episode about hope on a somber note. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but really, thank you all for listening. Um, yeah, we're going to develop with this. We don't know what the next topic's going to be. We're going to figure that out between now and then. Uh, our plan is to make this, um, make this a place where we can, we're going to bring on some people. We'll do some top five lists with some friends of ours, some people we we know and we think are, are fun people to have on. Um, we don't know who they are yet. Uh, I should say, when talking about Bad Rabbits before, I did talk to Dua 
uh, he he did say that it was going to cost us thirty five grand to talk about the song and three hundred for an appearance fee. Which I mean, do the math on that one. I don't know how that works. We but can't even get drum sample packs, bro. We can't even get drum sample packs, dude. Like, how can we do that? Like, but anyway, so hey, maybe this podcast will never see the light of day. But <laughs> but Greg, now that we've wrapped it up. Anything that you would like to add? Yeah, man. Shouts out to all my people um, everywhere. Most of you guys know who you are. And wanted to say thank you to the new people who are listening to us for the first time. Um, we hope we can entertain you and just provide you with some, you know, good vibes, talking about different topics, different things to, you know, stir up the conversations that you have throughout your day, especially these days, you know? So, you know, again, thanks for listening and B got anything else we got. Yeah. I would say that of course with, with Greg and I doing this, of course, we're you think about it as two teams going against each other and that's not the way it is here because duality is a construct to divide us all. And I don't, I don't believe in that. We'll talk about that later on though. Uh, at another time, but yeah. So, um, if you listen to it, if you like it, if you think we fucking suck at this, or mostly I fucking suck at this. I mean, feel free to reach out. Uh, we do have an email address. We don't have a Twitter and Instagram yet. Um, eventually, hopefully we will. But the, uh, the email is the league. Starting five, y'all. Well, the, we messed that one up, Greg. <laughs> oh. the email is do you remember what we did the league <laughs> I'm miming to him over zoom Apparently, oh my god I know I was like this- got, now you know, you know you remember now singular okay okay we'll do it again so okay. the email is the league singular starting five at gmail.com uh, so hit us up. Oh, <laughs> uh, rate I'm just down with Ben and Jerry's, man. I'm like, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> ben and Jerry's, <laughs> bro. It's the milk and cookies, non-dairy version. Love it. Hey, I had a roll when you were talking. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't talk about it yet. They're not throwing us checks. <laughs> hey, we'll go, we'll go further with Ben and Jerry's if. If Ben and Jerry's, and no, no, you know what? Shout out to Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's and checks. How's that? Forget that. With, with, what Ben and Jerry's is doing lately with their with their stance, their support for Black Lives Matter. No, they don't need to pay us. We will salute Ben and Jerry's gladly. Oh, yeah, we, we will support them without question. They've been supporting us. Yes. So with that, uh, until next week, two weeks from now, we don't know. We're gonna do this as often as we can. So until next time, though. Love each other because love starting five defeats hates every single time. Thank you. Goodbye. We out. <laughs>